Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T and myself, Wole. Ray Jeezy is out. What is good, Will T? Nothing much, man. Just enjoying, uh, um, just spending, you know, me and you just had a great conversation mm. about baseball offline. And then um, I'm watching the USA basketball exhibition game. Oh, yeah, man. It's a lot going on with that. We, <laughs> our Texans were funny about that, dog. <laughs> yeah, they and we'll talk about that, too, down the road. But, yeah, it's, it, 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 does it, all right, real quick, we'll get into it. But does it remind you of that all, I mean, that all-star, that Olympic team with Allen Iverson and, you know, young LeBron James and Dwayne Wade? To, no, or you could, do you have that vibe? No, I, I, this team is different in the per, from the perspective of there's far better shooting, outside mm-hmm. shooting on that team. Yeah. And also, this is no knock against Larry Brown. Larry Brown has a very, from when, I see, when I've seen him coach, he is very stringent mm-hmm. with what he wants to do offensively. Um, Pop, Popovich, was is a guy who's willing to adjust to the strength of his talent mm. and i think that's what ultimately is going to allow this team to get the gold medal in the olympics yeah we'll see man we'll see i, I mean i love pop you know pop's one of my favorite coaches um i just hope this this, this uh for him this team doesn't you know flounder like what we're seeing in exhibition but it's exhibition so there's no need to kind of for folks to kind of be all, you know, oh, something's wrong with this this team. It's exhibition, still early. You can this an opportunity to, to iron out all the kinks. Uh, we have to also understand that, you know, other countries have caught. I'm say caught all haven't caught haven't caught all the way up, but they're better, right? Like they're better as a whole in terms of what we've seen. In you know, because I think a lot of times we like to compare it to the dream team one, like the dream team, uh, but we know competition is ten times better than uh it was back then. Absolutely. Totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah, this, I mean. And also, I mean, we'll talk about it later. I, no, I'm not going to get into it Okay. now. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Okay. But, and I don't know if I mentioned, we're also part, the Urban Sports Scene is part of Ampire Media, and you can check us out on Ampire Media, media at www.ampiremedia.com. Ampire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Football Team Insider John Kime, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today Insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Podcast DC, the new local app with hundreds of options in local news, health, and uh, and of and on many other DMV. I mean. Of the DMV region, excuse me. Download the download the podcast DC app to hear all the Empire Empire shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit, hit us and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the Nats. Pre- 
pre-All-Star break performance and what they need to do moving forward. At 8.25, we'll talk about the NBA Finals. Finally, we'll talk about, like, we'll, with Will T and I, we're talking about prior the USA basketball team. Uh, the Olympics are approaching and the team is struggling a little bit during exhibition. Uh, but first, tonight, Will T, tonight, tonight's the All-Star game. Briefly talked about a little bit. The Nets are represented represented by Juan Soto, Trey Turner, and Max Scherzer. Scherzer in the home run derby, and we know this players have to change their train. Soto may strong tonight. I think Trey Turner is going to be a guy who could conceivably compete for the All-Star Game MVP if the NL is able to win. Mm. Um, just because of, you know, what just because what he brings to the table, you know, from the perspective defensively and also at the plate, you know, um, this year he's been a better, been far better disciplined at the plate. And he also, he has elite speed Mm -hmm. um, on the bases and he has um, the ability to steal bases. So I think Trey Turner's going to turn out well. And Matt Scherzer, I I just don't, I I don't necessarily know if Matt Scherzer's heart's going to be in it. Now, I know he's a competitor. Mm-hmm. I know whenever his, you know, every fifth day when he gets the ball, he's going to go out there. He's going to give you his best. But, you know, is Max Scherzer really going to be up for playing in an all-star game that he did, that he wasn't voted in or wasn't mm-hmm. selected by the players or coaches? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that because of what we've seen from Max Scherzer, don't you think that'd be motivation for him? Like, okay, you didn't vote me in. You know, no, I'm going to show you. Y'all didn't, you know, select me to be – on the initial team, you know what? I'm gonna show you what I do. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you remember who I am. Like you know, because he has that type of mentality, right? He does. He does have that type of mentality. But you know, maybe he maybe he was looking forward to having five days off, spending some time with the family. Oh man, I mean, he probably did. But I do think because of we when we think of all time greats, like you just mentioned, Will T. Um, this man wasn't put on the initial roster to be like the starting pitcher or be on the be part of the the team, and now he's the starting he's the starting pitcher, and and it's almost like you, you like Jordan using that as added motivation to show the other All Stars what's up, right? Now he's gonna be on the mound, he's gonna show these individuals why he believes that he's the best pitcher in the game. I mean, we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, he's starting the game uh, is about to kick off. Well, is it about to kick off? It, it should be kicking off soon, pr- relatively um, soon. Not, yeah, soon. Um, I plan on tuning in. You know, if he's starting, I want to see you know yeah. his first. You know, I want to see him. You know, start the game, and then <clears throat> I'm pretty sure he'll only pitch for one inning. Yeah, one or two innings, then, probably you know, one inning. We'll, we'll go from there. But you know, we we know one thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Coors Field is a hitter's field. Yeah. Max Scherzer gives up a lot. Has given up some home runs in the early inning. Yeah, that's true. Um, this year. That's true. He, but he's going to go all out, man. Tune he's, in early. Tune in early. You know, if, you're, if you're voting for the AL, <laughs> tune in early. You may see some fireworks. I will say this, that he's going he's, he's gonna to go all in. So you'll probably see 95, I mean 97. Um, You know, it's not like he's going to kind of, he's not going to pace himself. So he's going to probably, you know, try to rev up, get you a high, some high velocity. And, you know, if he's that, you know, if he's, that max, um, it's I I, I can see him getting the str- uh, three strikeouts in the um first inning. I can see it happening. I mean, Max is that type of competitor and that kind of dude. Uh, but you mentioned something awesome about you know Juan Soto. Soto had a a great performance um in the in the home run derby. Um, just him and Otani in the first round. You know what I mean? Otani right now the home run king in the game. 
um, in the regular, so far in the regular season, and him and Juan Soto will put out a show. And like you said, you may Juan Soto may fall off a little bit in the actual game, and hopefully he doesn't kind of continue to the regular season because, like you mentioned, Will T. Normally, what happens is people who are in their home run contest, they tend to it takes them a while to find their swing in the regular season. Yeah, so <clears throat> that um, I didn't. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Um, until I saw the outline yesterday mm-hmm. evening, yeah, I t- I had totally forgot about um, the All Star Game being today, <laughs> and I had forgot about. No, I'm just being yeah, honest. Yeah, no, being real. I know I, I get you. I get about, it. And I forgot about the home run derby just because um, here's some criticism coming up. The ML Major League Baseball did a terrible job of promoting oh, well, I agree. Um, the All-Star Game. Yeah. The only thing of significance that we know about the All-Star Game is that it switched from um, Atlanta to Colorado. True. Yeah, so true. That's the biggest that is the biggest thing of significance um, that, you know, this kind of been that's kind of, you know, gotten out with regards to the all-star game is, mm-hmm. you know, because of the voting rules that Atlanta is trying to Atla- that Georgia, excuse me, uh, yeah. was trying to um, pass. They decided to move the all-star game from Georgia to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I ultimately, I think it's for the best because we all know Colorado in their air yeah. hitters field. So there's more, um, there's a higher um, chance that we'll see a lot of runs. Specifically, yeah. home runs. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's you know, that's what you you want to see an all star. Of game course, with offense. Yeah. So now, kind of now, now I'm actually going. Now I'm watching the all star game. At first, I wasn't sure I was going to watch it, but now I'm going to watch it because again, I just thought about the guys that I want to see. I want to see Vlad Jr. I do want to see Tatis, and I, I know we're supposed to be talking about Nats. We're going to, but I want to see Tatis. I want to see Otani. There's actually a lot. Actually, I, now that I think about, it, there's actually a lot of players. Juan Soto. I'm a, I'm a Baltimore Oriole fan. Uh, you're gonna see Cedric Mullins in the game. I want to see Cedric Mullins. There's so many people I do want to see. So you know what? I've kind of like I've changed after having this discussion with you. I've changed my thought process. No, and you know what's interesting, um, and I know we need to get back mm-hmm. to Nat's talk. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those first few names that you named: Otani, yeah, uh, Juan Soto, Tatis, uh, Vlad Jr. Those are the young up and coming. Acuna, Acuna, but he's not going to. He needs to do a better job of promoting these guys. Yeah. Listen, we were talking about it before the show started. Yeah. Yeah, Fernando Tatis. Oh, my God. He's a star. A once in a generation (laughs) superstar. Superstar. From the perspective now. Yeah. I get it. You know, some people will say Mike Trout is the the best player in baseball. Yes. Facts. I, I will not deny you that. Yeah. But the thing about the difference between Trout and Tatis, Tatis, as it. a <laughs> magnet, uh, 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 a huge personality. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something that baseball does, does not come around very. So, so true. Does man. not come around every year in baseball. Yeah. So when you have that opportunity, yeah. you have a guy like this. MLB needs to get the marketing dollars behind him and get him out here. And this will help draw younger fans to the game. So the much. Way bro. He plays baseball. Definitely. This, you know, he pretty much is, um, thrown to the <clears throat> excuse me you know um pretty much thrown to the side those unwritten rules of baseball mm-hmm. which you know which is from in my opinion is pretty much kept baseball one of the sports that um that isn't as marketable as it should be yeah and, and i agree um you, 
you, he's a guy that you just got to back, man. You just do. He he, and you mentioned Ricky Henderson, Will T, and I think he's a guy like Ricky, like you know, who just has that that swag. You know what I'm saying? Like he has that that aura. Not just skill. It's not just it's just not when you want to market a player in any sport. It's not just the skill. It's what you bring to the table with the skill. You know what I mean? Like how do you how do you represent yourself how do you promote yourself right and this kid does Absolutely. a great job of promoting himself he shows you this type of this flair for the dramatic this flair for excitement right he does it he has that to me again he reminds me of a, of a, of a, of a ricky henderson he reminds me of a ken griffey jr it's just that you know like when you're when you're in the ballpark you know watch this, this kid this kid is going to excite you one way or the other it's it's if he's this crazy home run like it's how is he gonna walk the first? You know what I mean? Like things of that sort. Like how, is it gonna be the bat, the bat flip, or he's gonna make a stellar defensive play that makes it look so easy and so smooth and so slick? So there's so much that's involved with what he brings to the table as a baseball player. I mean, I'm MLB man. I'm making sure he signed with Nike. We pumping Nike shoes and we pumping everything, man. Like he would be it. Like he would be it for the for for MLB. Like he would. Not I, like, just. I mean, not just Nike, right? Yeah. It's, He's it's so in much California yeah. now. I, you know, I, he's in California now. I know San Diego isn't a huge market, but you know, he's in California. California, a very nice weather town. Mm-hmm. Um, that that guy should conceivably be anchoring all of your late, your late night um, baseball games. Agreed. Like, if the Padres aren't on national TV, at least twice. once or twice every two weeks that's Mm -hmm. a problem yeah i agree no i totally agree it's almost like what david stern did for like the nba when jordan came you like he made sure that jordan was on tv you just that's what you do like when you have a player of that magnitude a player who brings that who brings something different to the table that you know that it's 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 he can help promote your game oh man you gotta take advantage of this man you gotta take and it's different like there was a, a group of young good young players coming in not too long ago with the manny machado bryce harper and company but this dude's just different like who? he's just different bryce who? <laughs> you know what i mean but this dude's just different bro he's just different but let's get yeah, to no, that na- yeah he's just a little different let's get to some nats talk um the nationals are 42 and 47 so far what are your thoughts of this team you know pre-all-star break uh, I think this team is, in my opinion, has mm-hmm. overachieved. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, here, no, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you look at the construct, when you look at this roster kind of constructed, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, you, well, I think overachieved is a, is a bad word. Mm-hmm. Um, underachieved. Okay. I think they've underachieved. I agree. Um, Josh Bell was your prime free agent. I mean, your your prime offseason acquisition. Mm-hmm. He hasn't necessarily lived up to what you expected. You you kind of you know he had an off year last year. Yeah, and you thought he would uh, trying to come back to the mean, which was you know which we we've seen from him previous to last year. Yeah, and we thought we would get be getting a former All Star <clears throat> first baseman who's pretty young. I think he's Josh Bell's what twenty seven. Yeah, he's up twenty twenty. I want to say twenty eight. I want to say twenty eight. But yeah, he's young. So he's... you thought he would get back to the player that he was in Pittsburgh, but he you know he he's had some you know some he's been better at yeah as their um as their right fielder. Um, Kyle Schorber, you know, he had a crazy June. Insane. I think he hit like 
six, 16 or 18 home runs in June. And became so an all-star. Month, he's injured now. And, you know, you thought that you were getting a guy that would hit in the number three or four slot. You know, he's had he's, um, he's had success being your lead-off hitter. Yeah. But you would ultimately you would like for him to be able to slot behind a guy like Trey Turner who gets on base. And that's another additional run. Yeah. Uh, the pitching staff has been erratic at best. Yeah. Um, Steven Strasburg's been injured. Uh, Patrick Corbin, we thought we would see the guy who helped <clears throat> lead this organization, him get back to being a guy, the guy he was pitching like the way he was in 2019 when he helped this organization win a World Series, but he hasn't. And then Max Scherzer, um, Play good, play decent, but he hasn't been the Max Scherzer that we've known him to be. Mm. And then you know you there there are other place you know there are other places in the lineup. Uh, particularly you know you did you probably didn't think you would be going with Josh Harrison as your second baseman. Yeah. Um, and you know just uh, uh, other things within you know within that lineup. So I think they have underachieved, and if you know. This team gets off to a slow start after the break. Some selling. It probably would be in the best in the long the best thing in their long term first. You know that you may not be able to sign next year. Facts. That's so true. Um, I'm with you. I think they've um underachieved. I agree with you. I think that uh I mean for me, uh, you know, you mentioned Josh Bell. I think Josh Bell, the start of it was kinda, you know, iffy. Uh, but he's been, you know, he's been super hot of late in terms of, you know, raising that. He was hitting barely two hundred, now he's hitting two forty five. So he's, you know, he's raised his average a lot since the last couple of months. And you can see that he got his rhythm. He's getting his rhythm back. Um, but, you know, that's that's a good sign for the, you know, for the second half of the season for somebody like Josh Bell. But to your point, you know, it, it, it contributed for, to a slow start for this base for this baseball team. Um, Sh- Sh- uh, Kyle Schwarber has been good. Uh, but like you mentioned, those last I think that that month, he was crazy. He was insane. It made him an all star. Um, you have players who stepped. You have players who you expected to kind of dominate early. I know, I know Juan Soto didn't start off the best as what we've seen Juan Soto in the past. Trey Turner was amazing off the bat. Um, Victor uh, Victor Robles has struggled. You know, I think he's hitting like 210, 215. He's hitting so low. And I, I'm high on Victor Robles. But this is to me, this that's somebody to me that if he if he was if he played to his ability or half to, halfway to his ability, offensively speaking, defensively, he's a beast. But offensively speaking, then we're I think this team is a lot better. Um, but I think think that his inconsistency, um, on, on, I mean, as a hitter has kind of hurt this team. Uh, but I do think that they underachieved. But I think a lot of that's injuries to it. You know, mentioning uh, Max had missing time. Strasburg is missing time. Um, I do. But at the flip side, they've had some guys step up. Like I think. I mean, Ross, Ross has been pretty good of late. Um, he's been erratic, but he's been pretty good of late. Fetty has been decent. I think he's right now he's having a little struggles, but Fetty's been decent this year. Um, and then you got you have you brought in John Lester, who's kind of been inconsistent. And, it, and, and you mentioned Corbin, who you expected to be, you know, that guy that we've seen, you know, help win, help this team win a championship. Helped this team do, you know, great things last couple of seasons. And he struggled um, initially in the season. I think he's kind of coming back, though. He's, he's kind of pitching a lot better. So I I do think in the first half of the, the first half of the season, um, yes, a lot of guys that you, that you've seen in the past have kind of been balling started off slow. But on the flip side of that, I think that's a good I mean, the flip side of that, a lot of them got hot at the end at the end of at, towards the end of the to, towards the end 
of, you know, since the All-Star game has been approaching, they've gotten better. So I like to see what they can do after the All-Star break. I think some of these guys will kind of flip the switch and they'll be better. And also, to be honest with you, Atlanta's going to be hurting a little bit because Acuna went down and he's out for the season with the ACL. I know it sucks, but that's reality. And giving them an opportunity to maybe catch the Mets who are in first place right now. Yeah, it's going. <clears throat> you you mentioned something, and you you just mentioned uh, the Atlanta Braves. You know, with Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm-hmm. being out of the lineup mm-hmm. um, because of his injury. This, to me, this is the perfect opportunity for the Nets. I know that they the opportunity for you to kind of separate yourself from the rest of the pack. The rest of the pack, meaning um, Philadelphia Phillies, mm-hmm. the. Um, and the Atlanta Braves yeah. and the uh, Marlins. Florida Marlins as you try to ascend and you try to catch the, the Mets. Mm-hmm. I think this is a perfect opportunity for them. Yeah, and it's important also, you know, it's important for this team to to get Strasburg back and not to rush him. Uh, I, I think that if you have, I mean, if you have a Strasburg and a Matt Scherzer together, um, and hopefully, he's, you know, Strasburg is throwing about 95 miles per hour. Uh, he's not throwing low 90s. Um, he's throwing 95 plus, you know, you, then you got something and, you know, you can lean on this this pitching staff. And then you have an interesting then you would have an interesting question, an uh, interesting problem, which uh, which pitch you would take out of the rotation, uh, because, you know, I Fetty has pitched, pitched decent, has pitched well. Um, Ross is getting Ross is getting hot. Uh, like I'm, you mentioned, um, I feel like Corbin's getting better. Lester, it's kind of been a little iffy. So um, it'd be interesting to see what happens. If when Strauss gets back and how Davey would like to kind of man, uh, manage this, this uh, pitching staff. Yeah, it it'd definitely be interesting. But, um, you know, um, I'm, you know, like I said, if, if, if they get off to a slow start, I, I'm of the uh, preference that this team uh, starts to, you know, but who would you trade? And, you know, who would start, you tra- look this? this this team's farm system is trash. Yeah, but who would you trade though? No who, depth. Yeah. Who, who would you trade though? Will? Who would you trade? Which which players would um, you trade? I mean, let's be honest. Are you going to sign back Max Scherzer? Ooh. So you would. Okay. Okay. I thought you were talking about somebody like Kyle Kyle Schwarber. Like, but you would it be a Scherzer? Him too. Okay. Him too. Mm. But I, obviously, Scherzer is the guy who can get you a lot, the mm-hmm. most. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though Scherzer is what thirty seven. If I'm not mistaken, he still can be the num for a championship squad. He could still be the number two. Oh, he'd be number one. He could be your number one easily. I mean, he could be he could be a number one. I yeah. mean, but you know, I, I'm just you know being yeah. a little bit modest. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He he'll definitely be an elite number two for you. Definitely, yeah, easily. Oh man, and you could probably fetch for you know for a half a season. You probably can. You you probably aren't going to. Fetch a top five prospect from an organization, oh. but you'll probably can get, you know, possibly two guys in the top ten. Um, I'll say this much, man. Depending on the team, you if you the team that wants him, I mean, the t- if if he's available, and if it's a team that really has serious championship uh and uh and championship aspirations, and they have a decent farm system, say like the Dodgers. I'm giving as an example. Um, you can get a top five prospect from the Dodgers. Don't get it twisted. You can get one. <laughs> for Max Scherzer, you can, especially with the issue they have with um that pitcher for the Dodgers. I can't think of his name, but if you want to uh 
If they were interested, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, exactly. Bauer. Oh yeah, if they were interested, you can get a top. You can get a top five prospect from the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, their farm system is notoriously awesome. Like everybody, their farm system is amazing. So I'm just saying. Like, All right, let me take a let me take a pause for the cause and do this read. Go ahead, bro. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene, part of Empire Media, EmpireMedia.com. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. But yeah, man. I'm just saying, it can happen, bro. It can really happen. That is a, I wouldn't put that by, I wouldn't put it by the, um, I wouldn't put that by the, uh, by the, by the Dodgers, a team like that. You know what I mean? But, cause Scherzer, I mean, we're talking about, if you try, if you think that you can definitely win a championship, shoot, um, San Diego has been notorious for like going all in, like in the trade deadline. Man, if they have, if someone's in that farm system that is like that and you're throwing max, I'm telling you. You can get some bodies, bruh. Suns <laughs> have a two to one series lead on the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll discuss the finals after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Science for Ages. Yeah, dig deuces. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T and myself, Bole, part of Empire Media. All right, in the NBA Finals, the Phoenix Suns are up on the Milwaukee Bucks two games to one. Wole, so far, what are your thoughts on the Finals? Man, it's it's been interesting. Um, You know, I feel like guard play has been great for the Suns um, with Chris Paul and um, Devin Booker. They've been, they've been electric um, at home. Uh, on the road, you know, you, you, the Milwaukee's done with, I mean, at home, Milwaukee's done what we've seen Milwaukee do in the postseason. Uh, players have stepped up at, at home. Um, speaking of Middleton and uh, Drew Holiday and the role players, they play better at home. Um, but I've been really surprised at what, in Milwaukee, at what Giannis, uh, Giannis has been doing. Um, I haven't been the biggest, I'm biggest fan of Giannis's game, but I've seen a lot from Giannis the last two games in terms of skill. Um, I've seen him in the low post. I've seen I've seen him make fadeaways. I've seen him make the the dirk shot um, off the one foot fade back. Um, so I've been impressed with Giannis in terms of just using skill instead of trying to use brute strength. And I and I love and I like this. I like what he's been doing in the post. Um, in t- in, instead of shooting threes, which to me is still not his strong suit. But you know, I, I've 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 been I've been impressed with what Giannis had to do. But I've, I mean, to me, Booker's been a dog. Uh, Chris Paul has been doing his thing. Um, you know, it game three, game four will be interesting to see how that pans out. But game three was, you know, was impressive what Milwaukee did. But the first two, if you, the first two games, um, in in Phoenix, Phoenix was Phoenix was so impressive in terms of what they did and how they dominated those two games at home. But um, I will say this: what what, what, what Milwaukee did in game three 
and I, and I have something I really wanted to pay attention to is not that they had to beat Phoenix. They had to put doubt in Phoenix's mind where, where they had to dominate the game. They dominated by winning by 20. So to me, that was something that I felt, felt like that needed to happen. I, I, I don't know. I, I struggle. I, I struggled with this through the first, especially during the first game, you know, and, and during the second half of the second game, they mm-hmm. went more to Giannis in the post. Mm-hmm. And he was unstoppable. Yeah. Not only, not just unstoppable, dominant. Dominant. Right. Mm-hmm. There was no one, you know, not DeAndre Ayton, not Jay Crowder. There was no one that could stop him on the block. For the life of me, I don't understand. What is the fixation with Mike Budenholzer with him giving Giannis the ball at half court? I don't get it. I don't and get it. Wanting Giannis to kind of create offense. Look, I think it's unfair for a lot. A lot of people that's given him the criticism. Oh, he's not skilled, which I think is a flat out lie. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He's he's highly skilled. He's a he's uh, an anomaly because we haven't seen a guy who's that physical physically dominant on the block, being able to handle the ball and shoot threes and on occasion creating offense for himself and others off of the dribble. But you clearly have a disadvantage with him. Um, you clearly have an advantage with him at center. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why they don't go to a lineup where you, you know, maybe where you take Brook Lopez out of the starting lineup, you add Jeff T and then you allow Giannis to play center. And then you create a crazy match, a crazy mismatch against mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton and possibly get Ayton or um, Jay Crowder in foul trouble early, which would only be a positive for the Bucks. But yeah, you know, it's to me this is my thing about you have an advantage. You do have a, a an advantage you can use with Brook Lopez. Um, but I'm, I'm a big believer in this. If you ain't going to use him right in terms of his advantage, then don't play him. You know what I mean? Because he can be a disadvantage on the high screens, the high screen situations, right? That we've seen that he can be isolated on a Chris Paul or isolated on a Devin Booker. So if you're not going to utilize Brooke Lopez in in terms of mismatches that he does get in the block or whatnot, then he shouldn't get that many, that many minutes. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I totally understand. Because I'm looking at him, and I'm like, I'm like, I like Brooke Lopez, and I'm looking at him, I'm like, he's skilled. But you're not like, all right, you're just, you're just having him in the corner. So if you're just going to have a seven-footer in the corner, then you might as well play a kid, a guy like Bobby Portis, right, who can move his feet on switches and who can shoot the three from the corner and do a little bit more in terms of moving side to side or, you know, creating, ma- making a play off the dribble. There's so much that, you know, you can utilize Bobby Portis for in that situation if you're going to play that route and you can move Giannis to the five, right? So if you're going to do that route, if you're going to not – Utilize Brook Lopez in the block. If you, when you have that advantage, then why not? Play, to your point, play a Jeff Teague or play a Bobby Porter's. Yeah, I, you know, I, I just don't, you know, I don't understand it. But you know, I'm, you know, <laughs> Mike Budenholzer is clearly the professional. He's getting paid a lot of money. Him and his coaching staff. So obviously, they have, you know, they they may have thought this through, and they just thought that this may not be advantageous to them. So, you know, we'll see. But mm. um. Kind of the piggyback off of you know what we were talking about. The Bucks won Game Three, mm-hmm. one twenty to one hundred. I hate this word. I know. Um, the, <laughs> the momentum of the series. Hey, you know, I'm and I mentioned it before, and I'm, I'm gonna be real brief with it. 
I don't know if they changed the momentum, but I think they brought doubt to the Suns. I think that was most important, the most important thing. Because if they barely beated the Suns in game three, I feel like the Suns would have felt like, you know what? A little bit of this, a little bit of that, we would have won the game. We're still way better than this team. By beating them by 20, you've delivered a little doubt. You know what I mean? And now it's like, okay, we have to kind of adjust to what they do, what they were, they have been doing, what they did in Game Three. You know, they they feature Milton a little bit more. You know, on the ball, like he he controlled it. He was the playmaker. He was the guy that they they created screens for with him the ball in his hands, and either he can take the shot, it made him more aggressive. He can take the shot, or he can he can dish the ball off. So they gave Milton more touches in terms of creating his creating offense right they let him do that so there's something now that you br- you brought a little bit more doubt to Phoenix I mean again to me just like just like watching uh the NCAA tournament um something that that travels everywhere is great guard play and the Suns bring that so any given any given game you know you can be in trouble because they have tremendous guard play not only that um here's the thing that I've, I've, you know, I've kind of noticed mm-hmm. um, with regards to the Suns guards, you know, th- during the Western Conference Finals and into the, I mean, the Western Conference playoffs and into the NBA Finals, they've done a great job of identifying a guy on defense who they can either stick Devin Booker or Chris Paul on where they don't have to work as hard so true. on the defensive end of the floor. Mm-hmm. And that's, and if you continue, you know, if they if the Bucks continue that trend, I think that this thing will be over um, four to one. Mm. You gotta create you gotta create a way to get to make them work. Chris Paul and Devin Booker more into the action on defense. Tire those guys yeah. out. Cameron Payne has played great. Yeah. But let's just be honest, Cameron Payne is Cameron Payne, and I don't think he'll be able to sustain that the, um, a level of play an elite level of play mm-hmm. um, for the rest, you know, if this, if this uh, series were to go four more games and go seven, and yeah. go seven. No, I agree. I, I do think that, I think you're a great point. I think you have to find a way to make these dudes work. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not working, you know what I mean? And, and, and to a point where maybe you got to do some switches. I mean, you know, make, make them work, like set a screen off their man and let them work. Like if, if Drew Holly got the ball, and they try to put somebody else on, like say Crowder or whoever is on them. Make that like get us actual screen. Whoever Devin Booker's checking or Chris Paul is checking, get that switch where you're having them now work because now they're checking. Now Chris Paul got to switch on a Drew Holiday or Chris Paul or Devin Booker got to switch on a Drew Holiday or they got to switch on a um say they got to switch on a, a Middleton or, or 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 whatnot. So yeah, to your point, Will, like yeah, make them work. <laughs> And there's some ways that you can kind of negate. You can kind of change that. Like, okay, they they say they're checking, but see, that's my problem. So say if they're checking uh, Bobby Portis, like you can't put Bobby Portis in a block. Yeah, I mean he can play the block. Like he can do it. Like that's what kills me. Or say they get a switch where they're on Brook Lopez, but you still want to feature feature Giannis. Nah, you gotta. You can make them work. It's just a choice, man. A lot of times it's a choice. Yeah, I, I think the through the first two games of the set. Well, I, I definitely the the first game and the first half of the second game, mm-hmm. the Bucks were primarily uh, a perimeter or you know offensively they were just trying to get things um, 
be in a perimeter, but yeah. now you've seen them, excuse me, try to, you know, get the ball in to be honest down low. And we saw what the uh, product of that is, yeah. you know, two 40, 40 point, 10 rebound games. To yeah. be honest. Facts, man. You're listening to the urban sports scene, part of Empire Media, which is at AmpireMedia.com. All right, what's so will will T will game four is tomorrow night I believe. What do you expect to ha- what do you ha- what do you expect to happen in game four, my man? Um, I think Monty Williams will come out and make some adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those adjustments will be possibly to get uh, Devin Booker and more. Um, on ball action going downhill, mm. getting him going to the basket. You know, a lot of people we think of Devin Booker as a a sharpshooter, a guy who, you know, feasts on, you know, hitting threes. But mm-hmm. if you notice through the Western Conference playoffs and the first um, two games of the finals, Devin Booker, a lot of his success was going downhill and getting to the basket. Yeah. Right. So um, I expect for, you know, Monty Williams to do some dribble some dribble handoffs mm-hmm. with Devin Booker going down, you know, getting to the basket, you know, getting him opportunities at the line. Um, also, I, I will be interested to see um, kind of from a rotation standpoint, you know, if uh, Jay Crowder gets too early, gets fouls early, you know, if the Bucks come out and they kind of attack Jay Crowder with uh, Giannis on the block, if they go, if he gets two fouls early, how does that affect his uh, his rotations for the night? Yeah. But on the flip side for Milwaukee, oh, also I I expect that um, if the Bucks do um, kind of feature Giannis on the block, I think you'll see more double team from mm. Phoenix. I, I don't think that Monty Williams will allow um, Jay Crowder and uh, specifically Jay Crowder to get dominated down low mm-hmm. in the paint. Um, without help. Yeah. Um, from the Milwaukee side of the thing, I think you'll see more Jeff T playing with pace, mm-hmm. coming in with that second unit and also being mixed in with the first unit. Um, Jeff Teague is very great with playing with pace, getting the ball up and down the floor. So I think they'll try to get more fast break opportunities. I think you'll see Giannis on the low block. Um, and one of the things I'm curious to see is if they do – go with Giannis on the low block will they play um Brooke Lopez on that opposite um three-point corner to stop you know any potential double coming from DeAndre Ayton or whoever whoever's cut covering off them and I expect to see uh a lot more Chris Middleton handling the ball helping them get in sets and also um running pick and roll yeah I, I agree with you on the Milwaukee end I think that you'll see that I think you'll see Giannis in the block I think you'll see Brooke Lopez on the opposite side for ro- for rotation purposes. So you know if they so if Giannis sees a double team, he can feed Brooke Lopez on that corner. Um, I do expect I expect to see um, pretty much this almost the same thing we saw in game uh, game three. Um, which is the good thing about Monty, I think we've seen over the last I mean during this postseason, Monty Williams, the Phoenix Suns coach, um, he's he's adjusted pretty well um, from game to game. So I expect Phoenix to adjust to that. You know, and like you said, I think I expect him to double team. Uh, Giannis, um, it's going to be all predicated on what Milwaukee, Milwaukee, some of the, some of the Milwaukee players have to do their role players. I think you, ha- they're going to have to have 
folks like Drew Holiday step up and play at a high level. Middleton has to, you know, Middleton, I expect Middleton to play well because he plays well at home. Um, players like Brooke Lopez has to step up and play with that same aggression that they, that we saw him play in the Atlanta series in the last, in, in the last couple of games towards the end of the series. Um, but wouldn't be surprised Milwaukee wins this game. I do expect Chris Paul to play at a high level because um, he, he, he sees the moment. It's the moment. It's about winning this championship for Chris Paul. Uh, Booker is a dog. Um, I expect him to play well. Um, I would like to see Phoenix feed uh, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Ayton a little bit more. Um, I think he's a play, he's a person that tends that gets his points. His, they can get his points easily on this um, Milwaukee team. Um, you can see it. Uh, he's a guy that can 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 take advantage of certain certain matchups uh, because of his agility and his touch around the basket. Um, but it, again, this series is going to this series is something is, has been very interesting. Um, but I just th- I just think that throughout this postseason, and I will I would like to hear what you have to say about it. I just feel like Phoenix has been the most consistent team in the whole postseason. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, <clears throat> if you had asked me going into the playoffs, all things being equal, all teams being healthy, um, would Phoenix make it this far? I would have said no. Yeah. Um, but one of the things they have done, you know, they've been um, fortunate to, A, not have, you know, major injuries that have kind of, you know, that, that have stopped them. And you thought that um, with Chris Paul being out those games yeah. in the Western Conference Finals against the um, the Clippers, yeah. you thought that would possibly derail them, but it didn't. That just goes to um, to the credit of, you know, Coach Monty Williams and that coaching staff and also those players. Mm-hmm. Um, who, you know, particularly uh, Cameron Payne, who stepped in and just said, hey, there's not going to be any drop-off in the level of production. Facts. Mm-hmm. Our, one of our leaders is there. No, I, I just I, I wouldn't have thought that, you know, they would have been playing this consistently, but this just consistently good, but they have. Yeah, they have. They've been really impressive, really, really impressive. Um, So, let's see. Well, I, had, I did have something I wanted to say, but never mind. I don't got anything. I had something I wanted to add to that, but no, I'm cool. <laughs> All right, well, let me um, let me ask you: Do you feel that the series? Well, you're you're more, you know, you're on social media. Yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. one of those. I'm you know anti-social media. Yeah, it's right. Not it's all anti, good. but, but I, you're I, anti, but I know what you I mean. Just don't do it. Yeah, it's okay. It's all good. I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the NBA Finals, you know, Game Three, the viewership was up 51 percent over Game Three of the 2020 NBA Finals. Okay. Do you get the sense from, you know, being on social media, and I know that you're a social butterfly. Just I am, man. <laughs> that more people are watching this NBA Finals than um, last year's 2020. Uh, uh, you one was stuck in the house. You know what? I don't – I feel like – all right, so I can't – I'm not sure. I just feel like this one – I feel like, one, I felt like this Finals wasn't – it wasn't promoted correctly. I don't know if you got that vibe, uh, but I just feel like it wasn't promoted correctly. Um, I thought that even – Game one, um, I didn't think they hyped game one like it should have been. Like, I didn't know when game one started at first, dude. I didn't even know the day of game one. I had to, like, look up, look it up online. And say, oh, snap, the game one is this Tuesday or something. Like, I thought they, they could have done better. Because I feel like if LeBron or Durant or whoever, like, you would see commercials everywhere, like, NBA Finals, game one. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'm exaggerating it, but I feel like they could have done a little bit better promoting this, no, this, I, I the series. I think these are, you know, when, when we think of sports, 
you know, no one thinks of Milwaukee and Phoenix as being huge sports markets. Yeah. Right. But one of the things that, you know, that is fortunate for the NBA is you have one of your biggest stars in Giannis Antetokounmpo Fact. Mm-hmm. being in the finals, you know, especially him coming off of back-to-back MVP seasons. And then last year of him being the um, one of the young, um, one one of the few guys to win an MVP and a defensive player of the year. Um, so, you know, the NBA is probably, you know, um, thankful for that. But also, there are some compelling storylines to this uh, NBA Finals. One, will Chris Paul, after yeah. 16 years, be able to get his first NBA Finals? Will Giannis be able to lead the uh, Milwaukee Bucks um, to a championship, the first one, I think, since 1971 or something? Or mm-hmm. Since Kareem. Since Kareem. Since, uh, yeah. Lou Alcindor. Yeah, so there, there's some compelling storylines, <laughs> and then, you know, some of the matchups are, you know, are interesting. Yeah. No, I think there are compelling storylines. I, I, I like the new faces. I think that's something that the NBA needs. Like, to me, Devin Booker in the finals and, and taking advantage of the moment is is is, is important. I, I feel like, you know, getting to see him on this. I mean, for folks, I mean, I've watched Devin Booker. I'm sure you have too, Will T. But folks who haven't on a national scale haven't really watched Devin Booker. I'm glad that he's getting this opportunity. I think by um what they, what this what was put out there, you know, in the Western Conference, and getting to the finals, I think he's a guy that many people want to see because he has this dog mentality, right? If you watch him, you're a basketball lover. You just got to – when you watch Devin Booker, you're like, oh, he gets it. He that dude. So I do think there are compelling storylines. Chris Paul, I think there's a main storyline. I, I just think it is. Um, Chris Paul, one of the all-time great point guards, and I'll say it. I'm, I'm cool with saying it. He's one of the all-time great point guards, getting an opportunity to win a championship. Um yeah, it's almost I feel like this is, you know, it's something that's cool to watch. I'm I'm watching it. You know, I'm not hating on the finals. I just do feel like I feel like I've seen other finals being promoted a little bit more. Not to say that, you know, that this that like it's not a popular NBA finals. I just feel like I've seen more promoted. Like even to be real with you, even like you mentioned, the ratings were down for the for, for last year. Right. With LeBron and the Miami Heat. Right. They were down compared to this one. Like I feel like the NBA tried. Like they tried hard to promote it. <laughs> if, they, if they put the same energy into this, I I think that the to me this could be even better. You know what I'm saying? Like if they put that same energy into this, it could be even better. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I'm sure the numbers are. I'm to me this like you mentioned the storylines. The storyline with this series is 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 big time to me because again you got new markets. You got you got Giannis, a guy who's who's trying to. A, 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 take his game to the next level as a not just an MVP dude, but to do a champion. And you got Chris Paul, who's been an all-time great trying to win a championship. I mean, like you said, the storylines are there, bro. They are. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm I'm excited to see you know Game Four. Um, it's going to be a Wednesday. It's you know it's it'll be two days rest mm-hmm. in between. You know um, this game. You know uh, from Game Three. I'm 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 just super excited to see you know how it turns out and I'm hoping that Milwaukee um, evens the score, I mean evens the series and it's two two, mm-hmm. not just for the sake of a good you know a good NBA Finals but also, I know we didn't discuss this, but the whole Maria Taylor ESPN situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to see uh, how that plays out because you know I think it's uh, her contract ends after Game Five. Oh, does it? 
I believe so. Oh. I don't know if it's been renewed. I don't know what they've done to kind of, you know, if they come to an agreement that she would, you know, potentially, you know, um, stick through the finals and, you know, um, be handle her hosting responsibilities mm-hmm. through the end of the finals or how what kind of compromise they came with the contract. But I'm just curious to see how that plays out. Ah, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Yeah. Maria Taylor. I mean, I'm always, man, I'm, I'm new, new at Will T. I just want one day. In one year where the TNT crew can just like host the NBA Finals, bro. That's I, that's yeah, what I want. Be, I mean, that's you, what I if want. You, if you had, if you got if you had something involving you know with that TNT that pregame or postgame, yeah. Like I don't understand if the NBA. I understand you know ESPN has the rights to the yeah. NBA Finals, but if I'm the NBA, I'm I would say, hey man, y'all got to be a good partner on this. Yeah, you need to work in. Those guys from TNT I'm dead serious, to make bro. this thing more entertaining. I'm serious, bro, because it's just not. Well, even s- if it's TNT having a, a post game, you know, having a um a po- uh, a post game show. Yeah, seriously, like just switch the TNT. Like you gotta take advantage. Like they should be involved. I'm sorry, they should be involved. It's just absolutely they're just too important to the they're too po- important to the NBA. To be real with you, they're just too important to the NBA. It just it is Speaking what it is. Good. Speaking of importance in basketball. The USA basketball fell vit- team fell to Nigeria and Australia in the ex- in their ex- first two exhibitions, and they got the win tonight mm-hmm. against um, Argentina. Should folks be confident with this team? We'll discuss this t- the. Oh, I'm getting tongue tied. <laughs> we'll discuss Team USA after the break. It's the urban sports scene. The ages. You, you dig deuces on Empire Media. Empire Radio. <laughs> You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T and myself, Bole. Ray G's out, and we're part of Ampire Media. That's AmpireMedia.com. You can hit you can hit us up. I mean, you can hit us up there too to listen to our shows and whatnot. So make sure you uh check out AmpireMedia.com. All right, in exhibition play, Team USA fails to my Nigerian. My Nigerian team, like my Nigerian team, and also Australia. But Will T mentioned they they won tonight. They won. Yes, they won tonight. They won tonight. Okay, so they won tonight. That's good. You know what I mean? They they beat Argentina. I know that game was on the docket. They beat Argentina, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? Will, I'm asking you because we were texting each other when uh, before the Nigerian game. You asked me what my my loyalty was with who was who my loyalty was with. Um, should we be concerned with Team USA, bro? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, here's why. 
this was a longer than usual NBA season. So, you know, some of the players really haven't had an opportunity to rest before they went into camp <coughs> for USA basketball. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two, um, the USA basketball team is missing three of their senior uh Three players from that senior squad. Those three players were playing in the NBA Finals: um, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Devin Booker. Yeah. All three of those players will be vital for this team to be able to compete for the gold medal. Devin Booker with his shooting, um, Drew Holiday, especially on the defensive end, um, and Chris um, Chris Middleton with his all-around game, especially with his length on defense too. Um, provide trouble to opposing wing, wing players. Three, uh-huh. um, coach, you know, and, and I and I alluded to this earlier. Larry Brown, God bless his soul, is a legendary coach. The only player, the only coach to win an NCAA title and an NBA title, NBA title. Um, but Larry Brown is not a guy who will structure his system around his town, mm-hmm. right? It's, he has a system, and his system is the only way you're going to play. You're going to play the way Larry Brown likes you to play, or you're not going to see the floor. Mm-hmm. Coach Popovich, along with Jay Wright, Lloyd Pierce, and Steve Kerr, those guys are far more open-minded with regards to um, offense. They will tailor their a system or the plays or set to the strength of their players and also defensively they will give different looks and they'll try different things defensively and see what works and what sticks and what doesn't um this team has you know uh, a guy who i think is one of the better leaders in the nba in draymond green and they also have another guy who's one of the better leaders in the nba with drew holiday I know it was, you know, we we aren't used to necessarily the MB, the USA national men's senior team losing exhibition games or playing close games in a, an Olympic play. Um, we've become accustomed, you know, that's something we haven't seen, you know, since 2004. Mm-hmm. But I'm not worried about this team at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm worried a little bit about this team only, but we'll get to why. I mean, in terms of later on, I guess, but I'm worried about it because when I look at this team, you know, in terms of there's a lot of individuals who are scorers and they're not facilitators. Um, it's not built like other teams that we've seen in the past. Like if you throw with, for instance, you throw in LeBron James, uh, because not because. You throw it on LeBron James because he's a guy who facilitates. He's a passer, right? You don't have that type. Or in years, even back in uh, the year that it, Kobe, LeBron, and company, they brought, like, there was Jason Kidd, Chris Paul. When, like, you had facilitators. It was a well-balanced team. Um, you got a lot of just dogs. You got a lot of dogs, bro, in terms of scores. So, it's it's in terms of building a team. And, Will, you, you coach, like, building a team. Everybody has to have their little thing that what they do. And... And it's got to be a lot of sacrifices, right? A lot of sacrifices. But when you have scores, it's a little different. So I just think, to me, the, the team makeup is a little – it makes it hard to win international basketball when you watch international basketball where you see a lot of these teams play as one. All right. Well, you mentioned you, – you kind of alluded to the construction of this team. Do you think that this U.S. basketball team is constructed – 
properly to win a gold medal in the Olympics? I just don't like. I think they can win because they're talented. Um, but and then like, but we've seen already that they and it's an exhibition, so we just take it with a grain of salt. But in terms of what they need on this team, like they're missing to me, they're missing a Chris Paul, right? They got a bunch of offensive players, but they're limited in terms of their defensive stoppers, right? Like they have like Draymond Green's a great defender. Or other than Draymond, Bam Bam is a decent defender. But in terms of a guy who's the versatility of Draymond Green, like they don't have guys who are like dogs on defense throughout on, throughout I, that team. I, who are I good? Mean, two of them, two two of those guys are in the finals. Yeah, Drew. Holiday, no, Drew's a good defender. No, there's facts. That's facts. There are Drew. You'll get no. Chris Middleton's okay defender. Like he's not great. He's okay. Like, but Drew is a beast though. Drew is a beast. I'm not gonna take that away. Drew is a beast. I, okay, I'm not going to say Chris Middleton is an elite or a great defender, but I think if you put Chris Middleton and he has to, and he's not a guy, if you take Chris Middleton and you play him in spurts, yeah, that be three to five minute spurts, and you say, okay, Chris, play defense. We need you to go out there and go all out on defense and stick to this guy. Mm-hmm. Shut, you know, stop this guy, shut him down. I think. Chris Middleton has the athletic athletic ability to be um, a, a great defender in the Olympics. I also think Zach Levine, with his um, he should athletic be. ability, yeah, he should be, is another guy. And I think Bradley Bill can be a guy that can. Have one play on defense? I mean, it sounds nice. I'm, I'm, he I'm could be. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, okay, I'm, I'm saying it's, it's, again, three to five minutes spurts. Yeah. Go out there and give us. But, yeah, I feel you. Defensively. Yeah, I feel you. But now, you know, one guy that yeah. one guy that I know, or I'm not gonna say no, but I question to do that is Dame Lillard. Oh, he don't play defense. But yeah, you know exactly. this, he don't play defense. Like the thing about like, well, you you know this, you gotta want to play defense, bro. Like if you show a track record of dudes who play defense, like I'm I'm not. It's nothing against Bradley Bill. Just I've seen it. I've seen it here. Like you got the you can have all the athletic. All the athletic ability to play defense, right? You can, you can, but if you just like like the score, like you tend to not care about playing defense. He's shown that, so I can't always, I can't give him the nod on that. Like I just like Dame, like I watched Dame play defense. I've watched Dame, I've watched Dame don't play defense. He don't. Come on, man, Dame don't play defense. Uh, Zach Levine, I do think that he, I've seen Zach Levine play play defense even in Chicago. So I think he does have the ability to play defense. I've seen him, I've seen him try to strap. Like I've seen him put an effort to play decent defense. And you know what? Let me take that back. I've I've seen Bradley Bill play defense when he's trying to take a personal one on one. Right? We've seen that before. Right? Let's be fair. Yes. Like a and personal one on one. I think he can do, and it, I think he's I'll be capable fair. of doing the same thing. Yeah, I'll be fair. I'll be fair with that. I, I can see that, but I don't know if he's there's anybody. On the us that he's gonna feel like, oh yeah, you trying to go at me one on one. Like to me, watching Patty Mills go at that squad, I'm like, yo, y'all ain't y'all didn't see that with Patty. Like y'all didn't y'all should. Patty Mills is a is an Olympic assassin, bro. Like y'all didn't feel like y'all had to deal with Patty Mills. I know it's exhibition, but it's bas it's bas it's basketball. You know, what I mean, it's competitive nature. Like it's your competitive nature. Like Patty Mills going at you, go at him. We look. We we don't we don't know. Look, you have Draymond there, and yeah. you also have Coach Coach Pop. Yeah, Coach Popovich. Those are two guys who are known for challenging Facts. Mm-hmm. superstar players, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, I'm with you. And, I'm with you. And wanting to get the most out of them on the defensive end. Yeah. So I look. I I'm not saying that you know Zach Levine 
Bradley Bill, uh, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. But I do think if you ask them in three to possibly five-minute spurts, hey, go out there defensively and, you know, give me all you got. Yeah, strap up. You know, you have some success here, especially if they don't have to um, shoulder all of the load offensively. True. I do want to say that that, uh, KD plays defense. We've seen yeah. enough of that. That I, I will put it out like KD does play defense, and he can play defense at a high level. So I don't want to act like KD don't play defense. He plays great defense. Um, on Twitter, I'm at at um, I Mitch M uh, tweeted about is this team, you know, um, what is this is this team, you know, constructed correctly? My man said no. Plenty of guys that can score, but no one to defend except Draymond. I mean, Draymond's the one who believes. Is, is like the total defender. Um, but that's a, the, I mean, but you really don't have that often on, the, um, on an Olympic team, like just a, a flat out defender all the time. Like, you know, you can't have that everywhere. Um, you just hope that your star players play defense. That's what's so good about when you had um, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, in, individuals like that. They play defense. They, they're superstars who play defense. Um, that doesn't happen often. You got guys who are just, you know, have a selected role. Um, but, that that Kobe Bryant too. I'm sorry, Kobe too. The late great Kobe. All those individuals had a defensive mentality as well as an offensive mentality. Um, this is this team is a little different. There's a lot of scores, um, but like Will like Will said, hopefully Pop can influ- uh, can influence these individuals to just like to, to 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 take a role, take on a role, and say, you know what, we need you to strap up, and you, we need you to be this guy. Every because we already know the star is Kevin Durant. Like that's the star. And everybody else kind of has to fall suit around that. I feel like it would be Kevin Durant, Dame. You may Dame may be number two. You know what I mean? The way this team is constructed. So players like Bradley Bill and, and um, Zach Levine, guys who can score 30, they got to find a new way a, a new way to impact this this basketball team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's something that, I mean, it can happen. Hopefully it does happen. But uh, I just, I just, I have one, something real quick before we, go, before we uh, end the show. I mean, Bam Bam, Bam Adebayo, you know, see, that's a Nigerian name. Dude, you didn't play for Nigeria. That disappoints me. That disappoints he's myself. A US citizen, no, bro. bro, he's a Nigerian. No, bro, that's why he lost. All right, go to your people, bro. Be an ambassador. A US citizen, Be an ambassador. Be an ambassador. Ambassador for this you know what? for U.S. for the Nigerian basketball team. You know what that Nigerian that U.S. Nigerian game did play did prove what like not just to me but a lot of people. Yeah. There were a lot of people. There, are, there are some guys on that Nigerian team who we would consider an NBA bench warmers. Yeah, that. But yeah, and no. See those guys play that good. It just um, proves a point, right? Solidifies just how we think. You know, even though we think that you know guys who on the end of the bench of the NBA squad are sorry. Some people call them trash. Yeah, it just solidifies just how great those guys are. Bro, I say this all. We say this all the time, man. That's why. We, we we can go on and on about that, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. Like that's why people like Stephen A. Smith call people garbage and trash. They gotta be easy. They really gotta be easy, man. I'm serious. Like there's dudes that if, if a coach decided to feature, they can be all stars. That's selling that bench. They can be all stars. It's all, it's up to the coach to feature certain players. I, we saw it. We, I'm, I'm gonna say it again. We saw this with Jeremy Lin. And then you know, then Jeremy Lin when Dan Tony took over, when Dan Tony made Jeremy Lin that dude. Everybody thought that Jeremy Lin was the best thing out. You know what I'm saying? Until the, till the NBA, like, NBA kind of adjusted to his, his skill set. But still, 
It is what it is. There, like you said, well, there's a lot of talented dudes out there in, in the league, man. Real talk. On that bench. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Ampire Media at AmpireMedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of all the Ampire Media shows as well as other great content. Appreciate everybody for listening. Will, you got anything to say before we uh, end the show? Nah, man. It's just, you know, good to be back. Uh, we'll be back next week. And thank you for anyone who caught the show live or who took the time to listen to us on via podcast. Appreciate you. Like Will, T, like Will T said, we appreciate you all. Anyway, you've been listening to the urban sports scene. For ages. Yeah, dig. Deuces. Hey, Mega, lead us out, big homie.